of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem was him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means less among, least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. The word of the Lord. Let's pray. Our gracious and heavenly Father, we now pray that through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you would make your children, as they hear the preaching of your word, wise men and women and wise young children, wise to come to our Savior Jesus Christ to hear his voice and follow him. In the name of Christ our Savior we pray. Amen. You may be seated. This morning we consider the shepherds who first received the news of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ and became messengers of God to the people around them. And tonight we consider the wise men. I was thinking about this Boaz accounts this afternoon and it struck me because the shepherds represents the Jewish people. The shepherds were from Israel, but they were men with, men with poor spirit, men who were humble, men 
whom the Holy Spirit made them humble to believe in the words that the, the, the angel told them about the Messiah who was born in Bethlehem in a manger. The wise man represents Gentiles. Isn't that amazing? Shepherds represents the Jewish people. And the wise man represents us, Gentiles. Now, I'm going to assume that you all are very familiar with the story of the wise man who traveled from the east, far east, to Jerusalem to find the newborn king, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now, every time we think about them, about the wise men, the one thing that always comes to mind is the three gifts that they offered to King Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But how many of us have asked ourselves one important and vital question every time we consider the wise men. Did you ever ask this question? Why did the wise men come to Jerusalem? Why did they took that long journey, 800 miles from Babylon, from Persia then, to Jerusalem, them being not Jews. Why did they come to Jerusalem? Did you ever ask this question? And the answer is, they came for one purpose. They didn't come to argue with the religious leaders in Israel to prove them wrong or to show them this is where you are wrong. They didn't come because they were excited about the, the king who was born. Just excited. That, that was all. And they didn't come for an adventure. We'll go to Jerusalem and check on this king. No, they came. They themselves tell us in our text this morning, they came for this purpose, to worship the king of Israel. They took that long journey, journey and they made a lot of sacrifice. It was 40 days journey on a camel, 800 miles to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why they came to Jerusalem. And why do we come to Jesus, brothers and sisters in Christ? Why do we come to the King? We come to King Jesus to worship Him, to adore Him, to bow down and worship Him. And I want us to, I want to unfold this for us tonight under three points. First, I want us to consider the identity of these wise men. Who were these wise men? 
And then I want us to consider the inquiry that they made. And then thirdly, the discovery that they discover. First, the identity. Who were they? I'm sure if I let you um, answer the question uh, vocally, I'm going to hear some interesting answers from you. You have seen postcards where they picture these wise men as kings. Three kings from the east. The Bible doesn't tell us that they were kings. And the Bible doesn't tell us that they were three. So we're not going to speculate tonight. The only thing that the scripture tells us is these men were wise men from the east. They were wise men from the east. And they came to Jerusalem to find the king who was born in Judea, in Bethlehem, in a manger. And they came to worship the king. But who were they? They came from the east, from Babylon, from Persia. And let me ask you this. Who lived in Babylon as slaves in captivity, the people of Israel? The people of Israel lived in Babylon in captivity. And you also remember whom God exalted in Babylon to become the head of the wise men in Babylon, the Magi. These are the wise men, the Magi. Who was the head of the Magi in Babylon? The prophet Daniel. Now you see the connection. Who was Daniel? Daniel was a very faithful prophet in, Israel, in, in Babylon. Daniel worshipped the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, faithfully, without fear, without even fearing the king, king of Babylon. Not only that, Daniel also declared many prophecies in Babylon, including the coming of the Messiah. Including the coming of the Messiah to rule all the nations. In Daniel 2.44, we read this. This is Daniel. And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. Daniel told the king, O king, another kingdom is coming. Another kingdom is on its way. When this kingdom comes and the king of this kingdom appears, all other kingdoms will be ruled by him. He will rule them. Not only that, they also saw a star. We saw his star, they said. We saw his star and we came to find the king. They knew about the prophecy 
in Numbers 24, 17, where the prophet Balaam prophesied this prophecy. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not, not near. Now listen to this. A star. A star shall come out of Jacob, Israel. And a scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush down all the sons of Seth. The sons of Seth are the disobedient sons of Adam. All unbelievers who are the children of Adam. All unbelievers who rejected the Messiah, the Christ. They will be destroyed by this king. Proud sons of Adam will be destroyed. And the king who is going to destroy them, the king who is going to rule over them, over all the nations, is this king who was born in Bethlehem. You see, they saw a star but they also learned about the ancient writings of the Jewish people, the law of God, the prophecy of the Old Testament from men like the prophet Daniel. That's why they came. That's why they came. They heard, they learned. These men studied the movements of the stars, the Magi. And they put all these elements together. And they had this conviction in their mind, in their heart. A king is born in Israel. And this king will rule all the nations. And he will be a righteous king, according to the prophecy that Daniel told us. He will be the righteous king. And he will judge righteously. We need this king. So they came. Now listen to the inquiry. The inquiry in verse 2. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Let me ask you. They are not even Jews. Why do they care? They themselves are telling us where is he who has been born king of Jews? But the men who are asking this question are not Jews. You see, they know one thing about the Jewish people. They know one thing about Israel. The people of Israel being a very unique people. What do I mean by that? Small nation. In captivity many times being crushed by the enemies around them many times, but they keep, they keep worshiping the God of the Bible. They keep worshiping the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they come together and worship God in one temple. Their God must be true God. Their God must be powerful. I think we, we need this God. They had this conviction. You see, unless you have 
conviction about God and about his power and about his rule and, and him being a righteous judge. You know, unless you have that conviction in your mind, in your heart, you will never make that sacrifice. Imagine them being on a camel for 40 days through dangerous roads. Imagine what their their family members say to them. You saw a star, and they are taking a journey for 40 days, and to another land? Judea? Israel? Are you out of your mind? Why do you do that? Because we believe what we heard about this king. It's true. We need this king. We need to make this king our king. We need to bow down and worship this king. So we'll go to Jerusalem and find him and worship him. They came and they asked, where is he who has been born king of Jews? So they came to Jerusalem. Do you know where they went? They went to the palace. They went to the wrong place. The lesson to all of us tonight is this. No one will find God by his own assumption, by his own knowledge. Yes, God has told us when we seek him, we'll find him. But when you seek him with our whole heart, he will be found. So they went to the palace and listened to what happened. When Herod, the king, heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem was him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So he called it, you see, these religious teachers in Israel the priests and the scribes, and he asked them, where is Christ to be born? They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written by the prophet, prophet Micah, Micah 5.2, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So, the priestess and the scribes in Israel told King Herod in Bethlehem. It's written, Prophet Micah, 700 years ago, before incarnation, before Jesus was born in Bethlehem, all these years, before 700 years ago, he told us that he will be born in Bethlehem. So they knew the place. The star led them to the place where the child was. But I want you to think about this. I want you to think about what the psalmist tells us in Psalm 72. Our brother Ben read the psalm for us. But let me read from verse 8 to 11 for us. May he have dominion from sea to sea. And from the river to the ends of the earth. 
This is King Jesus. This is not David. This is the greater David. May desert, desert tribes bow down before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him. All nations serve him. This is exactly what is taking place now. These are Gentiles. From these places. Coming to Jerusalem. To worship King Jesus. And that leads us to the discovery. Listen to what happened here. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen, when it rose, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Now, this was not the stable. This, not, this was not the manger, the cave where Jesus was born. Now it has been a while since Jesus was born. Forty days trip from Persia, from Babylon to Jerusalem was another place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy and going into the house, it was a house. They saw the child was Mary his mother and they fell down and worshipped him. Now when they came to the house, to the place where Jesus was, the first thing they did was they bowed down and worshipped who? Jesus. No mention of Joseph. They saw Mary, they saw Jesus, the baby Jesus, and they worshipped Jesus. The scripture doesn't say doesn't say they worshiped Jesus and Mary. They didn't say they asked Mary to intercede for them, to help them. They worshiped Jesus. Because worship belongs to Jesus. Worship belongs to God, only to God. You see, they worshiped Jesus. Now they're worshiping a baby. A baby who was born in a manger. These are wise men. These are men with, with a lot of knowledge and learning, but they're bound down and worshiping a baby, but they knew that that baby was the king. They knew that the one who was born in Bethlehem was the king, King Jesus. And they bow down and they worship it. You see, the fact that he was born in a manger didn't hinder them. The fact that he was uh, wrapped up by a swaddling clothes, you know, not, uh, uh, not uh, good quality, you know, all his humiliation that they knew didn't hinder them from worshiping him. Because they knew that he was the king. And they knew that he was worthy of their worship. 
Beloved, Jesus is worthy of our worship. Jesus is the King, the Lord of his people. Their response was, once they saw Jesus, they worshipped Jesus. How God's word was so powerful in their hearts and in their minds. The word of the Lord. Psalm 19, 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is pure, making the wise simple. These are wise men, but the word of God, with, with its powerful conviction, made them, turned them into a simple man of worship. That's what the word of God does in the life of sinners. Makes the wise Simple worshiper of God. Then observe the gifts with me. They bowed down, worshipped him. They gave him three gifts. The first one was gold. A symbol of kingship. They gave him gold. And by giving him gold they were saying, you are the king. Dominion and power and rule belongs to you. That's why we are bowing down and worshiping you. You are the king, not only the king of Israel, but the king of the world. You are the king. And then they gave him frankincense, a symbol of holiness. You are the priest. You will become a sacrifice for the sins of your people. You will satisfy the wrath of God by your death on the cross. The Father will be satisfied by your work on the cross. You are the priest. These are not Jewish men. Gentiles. But they knew who Jesus was. And they gave him myrrh. Myrrh symbolizes suffering and affliction. You are the lamb. The lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world. You are our lamb. You will take our place and die on the cross for us. Worthy, worthy to receive this gift from us. The gift of myrrh. Beloved, read Isaiah 53. You will find the suffering Messiah. And that's why they gave him this gift. Our suffering Messiah. The Lamb of God. Blameless. Unblemished. I told you this morning and I, told you, I tell you again. He was sinless son of God. He was unblemished. He didn't die for his sin. He died for our sin. He was born to die. And you see the wise men are saying, you are our lamb. You are our king. You are our priest. And you are the lamb of God. I want us to contrast two people tonight. I want us to contrast the wise men with the religious leaders in Israel. When Herod asked them, 
I want you to tell me where the child will be born. They knew the scripture. They knew all the prophecies. They didn't take a minute. Oh, king, Micah the prophet told us he will be born in Bethlehem. They were six miles away to Bethlehem. They didn't care to worship Jesus. They had religion, but it was a dead religion. This is the danger, beloved. People can be in the church. People can be in a role of membership of Christ's church. The religion can be a dead religion. Six miles? The King of kings and the Lord of lords? Your Savior? Your King? The Lamb of God? Six miles away from you? And you don't care to go and worship him? Recently, some of you remember, I was in Philadelphia area visiting an OP church for a conference. I met a woman at the conference who is the member of that church. And we were talking, you know, uh, you know we were having dinner together in the fellowship meal. And the woman told me she has been a member of that church for 10 years. And she drove an hour and a half. Morning and evening, morning and evening, morning and evening. Sunday school, morning worship, evening worship, 10 years. And I, I just asked her, I was curious. I asked her, what motivates you? to do this. And she, sa- she, she smiled and she said to me, the love of Jesus. His love at the cross. It's nothing for me to drive that distance to come to church and worship God. I just think about his love at the cross. These religious leaders, they knew everything about Jesus. They were scholars. But they didn't care. But think about this wise man who traveled that long distance To bow down and worship this king. Based on what? Prophecy. Based on what? The word of God. You see, brothers and sisters in Christ, God's word, this prophecy, always brings us to Jesus. Always leads us to Jesus. Tonight, God doesn't want our gold. He doesn't need our frankincense. He doesn't need myrrh from us. Do you know what God wants from us? Our heart. Our heart. God wants our heart. My question to all of you tonight is, have you given your heart to Jesus, the Savior, the Christ, the Messiah, the King, to whom all people should 
bow down and worship? Have you given your heart to him as a gift? He will take it as gold. Precious gold. And through his word, he will make you simple worshiper of God. Amen. Let's pray. A gracious and heavenly Father, help us to learn from this wise man and from the psalmist in Psalm 1 to read and meditate on a word day and night to believe in what we read about Jesus and to be led by what we believe in a word to worship the worship of the living and risen Lord, even your Son, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.